It's Clint Wojnarowski here from Bullpen Media, and I'm in conversation with Konstantin Solkun, founder of iBrain Tech. A background in neuroscience and AI led Konstantin to founding iBrain, which is an AI-powered brain training platform for high-performance athletes. The platform is a video game connected to an EEG cap that helps athletes train their minds through visualization and feedback of executing sporting actions and situations. It's sophisticated motor control and cognitive training. We also talked about neurofeedback and how it meshes with athletes and high performance. Want to know more about the company and the tech? Let's get into it. Joining me on In Conversation with is Constantin. Constantin, thank you for being my guest. Thank you so much for inviting. Let's really delve into a little bit about yourself here, your background, your research. Give us a little bit about who you are, what have you studied, and a bit of your background that's led up to the formation of your company. I'm both neuroscientist and entrepreneur. Sometimes it's very painful to have two individuals in one body, but um, I started my journey um, in what we call academia here. Uh, I studied as a scientist, computational neuroscientist at Tel Aviv University. I used to lead a lab and research there in the world of brain sciences. And most specifically, we focused on the topic of motor control, how our brain controls movement. It's fascinating that almost 60% of our brain resources we spent to control movements. So it's a really important thing for us. And if we think about that, we really express ourselves through movement, even speech, uh, mimics, all actions, those are movements. And um, if a person got paralyzed, it's a stroke, traumatic yeah. brain injury, the real problem is not with his or her limb. The real problem is with the brain that lost the ability to control movement. That's right. And uh, uh, we developed and patented technology to help such individuals to recover faster by directly training important areas of the brain that control movements to regain mobility. I'll get into eye brain very much. So we'll talk a lot about that. It's coming up shortly. But just a little bit on some of the some of the deeper science that has underpinned some of your work and your research. You're very much involved with uh, studying neurofeedback. Is that right? Correct. For the very uninitiated, what is neurofeedback anyway? Very, very simply, what what is it for someone like me? You know, smart people say if you don't measure something, you can't manage it. The same applies for our brain activity. If you don't ma- measure it, and if you don't really understand it, you can't control and really uh, manage and train. Um, brain performance. So yeah. neurofeedback is a concept when you measure brain activity and provide a real-time feedback on some parameters of that. For instance, if you are very concentrated, then you, our, your brain would be in a very specific state that can, we can measure and we can even quantify the level of your concentration. So yeah. you try to be concentrated and immediately you see the, the measurable feedback, for instance, on the screen. That allows you to concentrate even more, to 
activate your brain in a way you want it to be. Uh, so that provides a closed loop circle of neurofeedback that allows really training of the brain. So what is iBrain? What is the technology and solution that, or it's your company, what is the technology and solutions that have been developed that, uh, so take into account neurofeedback, how is that now, uh, how is that now applied to the technology that iBrain is developing and the company that has been, that you're building? iBrain is visualization and neurofeedback platform for athletes. We focus on specific functions of the brain that control movements. And we allow athletes to improve their performance by directly training these specific areas that control their movements. Um, and um, the concept is very simple. Yeah. It is a video game that you yeah. play with your mind effort only. You control your avatar on the field. And imagine if it's a football slash soccer field. Yeah. And you need to visualize important penalty kick. And then how you do that? You put on a cap that uh, has few sensors strategically placed above re areas of the brain that control movements. Yeah. And then when you visualize an action in all vivid details, millions of neurons work together to plan that action. Because the trick is that when you imagine actions, our brain performs exactly the same planning as if uh, moving in, in real life on the field. So when you just visualize actions, your sensory cap detects changes of your brain activity, and that activity controls movements yeah. of the avatar in yeah. the computer game. So you visualize an action, and if you did that well, your avatar will execute the kick, you will score. So there is essentially uh, the linking between brain and computer, and then th there is a lot, the, say, the user then gets a lot of personalized data and analytics on their brain activity as well. It's a very good question and 100% true because yeah. all, all our brain activity is so different because yeah. especially in motor control, we learn to move. A baby born doesn't know how to move properly. This is why we have so many learning and training during the first years of our life yeah. and we acquire that skill. And what do I mean acquire a skill? We wire our brain in a very specific manner to support that motor control actions. So each and every brain is unique in motor control. And the, the more proficient you are in, in sports, the more developed specific areas of the brain of such athletes. This is why the concept of neurofeedback is based on the concept of neuroplasticity, which is exactly okay. the, the same concept as uh, with, when training the muscle. You go to the gym, you train specific muscle. For instance, you do push-ups and your biceps grows and there's a response. The same applies to the brain. You exercise specific areas of the brain yeah. and there's a response. They physically grow. More and more neurons involved and more and more connections established. This is how you uh, exercise your brain to be better in, in sports and in other activities. 
So in the pursuit of, okay, an athlete uses, uses, wears a cap, and for the pursuit of high performance, how would a, an athlete use it and how do they integrate it in their training, their high performance uh, output? How would an athlete then integrate this into their training regime? And you can even say their physical training regime. Crucial question. Crucial. Uh, iBrain Tag has been implemented in six different countries yeah. to date. And the main question is the integration to their uh, regime of yeah. professional athletes. We um, do the following. We integrate to their standard regime of, uh, of a team and we offer 25 minutes brain exercise twice a week before training on the field. Um, that allows athletes to do four times more repetitions on the key sports actions relevant for them in comparison to the amount of these actions really performed on the field. So we allow them to use their time four times more efficient while training specific actions. I've got a question then because we use football as an example where you train constantly, you train the same drills, could be crossing, corners, penalties, everything. We train physically, train, train, train. Okay, so if we do brain, if we do a bit of, uh, so if we use iBrain technology, how does that help athletes with their repetition, with their repetition and their, I guess, their in-game intelligence? How, how does that work then? With, so you're taking something that isn't physical, but they're still getting that repetition of training. Brilliant question. Brilliant. Uh, and this is the core of, of all their approach. Definitely, you, to acquire skill, you need to train on the field. Yeah. And uh, in modern sports science, it's quite uh, well known that in order to acquire skill on a professional level, you need to execute 10,000 repetitions. And usually it takes years to do that amount of repetitions. But when you kick or pass or cross again and again, do we train our muscles? The only organ we're really training is the brain to help it to acquire optimal strategy and create what we call automatism, the automatic program that recorded on the specific networks in the motor control zone. So this is how visualization of movements can expedite the acquiring of a new skill four times. I've got a couple of other, I've got a couple of brief questions there. My first one is, when you look at, when you watch football, footballers then, can you, who are some of the brainy, the very, some of the smartest footballers, instinctive footballers you, you have seen? Because there is always a big difference between the elevated, the very smart ones, the ones that are the, they could be tactically savvy, they, the way they pass. Who are some of the smartest ones you've ever seen in your opinion then? It's so diverse question. <laughs> and 
I, I, I just, I, I just uh, like selecting the most interesting um, use cases. <laughs> yeah, uh, but please. Uh, so first of all, um, young athletes yeah. can benefit the most from brain exercises because their brain are the most responsive to to that type of training, yeah. right? So they can really, their the brain is so warm and fresh so they can um, improve their skills dramatically. And we see how just over the period of six to eight weeks, their brain develops dramatically. And we see that how activation of relevant areas of the brain improves over time significantly. That in turn can be seen on the field yeah. with uh, more than 30% uh, in, increase in accuracy of, of actions that they're training with. So that that is, um, this is number one, and uh, this is based on the data uh, of our studies that we, uh, and pilots that we conducted to date, um, measured on the field. But if I, I, I need to, to name a specific person, I cannot from our clients because we are, we care about privacy a lot. Yeah. But I can refer to um, a scientific study published recently uh, about Cristiano Ronaldo oh, yeah. and how he was able to uh, finish the cross from the corner in complete darkness. Yeah. And my my what I can add to that research from the neuroscientific point of view is that. It is outstanding. And if we can just think about that, how a person can calculate the trajectory of the ball without seeing it, just yeah. by hearing the sound of the pass. And he needed to do that in real time while the ball is flying. So his motor area is so tremendously developed. Again, I don't claim that he's smarter than a PhD in neuroscience, but I would claim that he is one of the most smart individuals in football because yeah. his brain area that responsible for motor control is one of the most developed. So I have a question related to the first part of your answer there. Is this, this eye-brain technology very suitable for youngsters, youth academies, the ones that are training from, say, let's say ages 14, 16 to 18 to 20, especially as they're developing physically, but they're also developing mentally as well. Uh, so would the technology be even, I don't want to say more applicable, but it probably takes on a greater, it probably takes on a greater use case for younger footballs, younger players, younger athletes. Generation Z uh, are really so different from yeah. uh, millennials and yeah. they need no explanation about iBrain. They see computer game that yeah. you can control with your mind and become better in their sports. Shut up and let me try it. This is it. Uh, adoption of that uh, is tremendous and... Uh, we have uh, young players in their 17s yeah. calling head coach and asking them to unlock usage during vacation time. So they were they were willing to arrive just to do eye brain uh, 
without even on the field training um, in, in the break, during the break. So, um, and definitely you're 100% right. This ages from 13 to 21, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the excellent um, time window where when you're proficient enough to visualize um, the specific actions in a proper manner. So you're already trained well, but your brain is very fresh and responsive to that type of exercises. Uh, on the other side, we have few veteran players yeah. really um, in love with the technology because they can't do the same amount of repetitions on the field anymore yeah. because of uh, the physical constraints. Nevertheless, with iBrain, they can do even more just visualizing actions, and that extends their career quite significantly. And we have one US, famous US uh, soccer player. He takes iBrain whenever he travels. But we have a few public use cases, for instance, uh, captain of Maccabi Tel Aviv here, champions of Israel, uh, using, uh, using iBrain. And uh, in the United States, uh, um, captain of Chicago Fire, MLS club using uh, iBrain. Um, and of course, many more to, to, to be announced soon. We are in, in, in process of quite rapid growth. That's very well said. And then once we go from the elite, what about the, the amateur athlete, the everyday athlete? Is, is this technology, how accessible is this technology for them? Well, even someone like the everyday person like me, is there, is there potential to use for this technology to be used by someone like me, the everyday athlete? At the moment, technology is for professional, semi-professional athletes that want to improve their performance and improve their career. And I'm talking about college level yeah. athletes, semi-professional, all competitive athletes. But our vision is to make brain training accessible for each and every individual interested in better motor control or interested in better results in, in their sports. And uh, imagine when you go to your sporting goods store, would it be Decathlon in Europe, Dick Sporting Goods in, in the United States or other chains in your country? You just buy a cap with a sensor seamlessly incorporated there. You put it on, you take your mobile phone, you log in to your avatar in yeah. your sports and you train and visualize action at home, on a go, whatever you want and for how long you prefer. One thing I want to double check is skeptics, skepticism about neurofeedback and neurofeedback training. Is there skepticism? What do you say to anyone that is probably skeptical of this type of training, uh, training for any level of, for any type of person? What, what, how do you respond to that? I think any innovation has a cycle of adoption and it's totally fine that yeah. uh, first uh, you work with innovators, forward-looking individuals who can understand the benefits. And um, as a concept, neurofeedback is not new. 
it's it's based uh, on a decade of research and yeah. it's been applied in different areas of the healthcare. For instance, recently the first ADHD treatment based on neurofeedback was cleared by FDA. And more and more solutions for stroke rehabilitation are available on the market. So it's totally safe. It's clinically validated. Um, And what is even better, it's fun. It's fun and cool technology um, that you can enjoy doing. It's still a bit different from our everyday experience because this technology allows you to take your own brain under control. Yeah. And then philosophical question yeah. appears. Who yes. we are if we if we take it our is. own brain under control. And uh, for me, it's fascinating. Um, of course, not yes. every function of the brain you can really train and understand, but at least motor function, concentration, resilience, visual processing, these functions of the brain we can control, and I think we have to do that. Very well said, very well said. And just the last question, why I'm lucky to have you as a guest, is the future. What is next? What does 2022 look like for iBrain? It's, is it partnerships, case studies, funding, uh, onboarding clubs? Very simply, what does 2022 look like for the company, for the technology? Next two years would be years where we would unlock brain training for semi-professional athletes. We plan to partner with clubs to open the mind rooms for all affiliate students of these clubs and to give them a chance to improve their career and uh, improve their uh, opportunity in life when you're 15, 17, 16. Um, In order to do that, in order to reach mass market. We are raising a funding round at the moment and uh, we're moving forward really powered by the adoption of our early users. If you just see the eyes of players training with eye brain, when they take off the helmet after a brain training session, they are all in. Their brain is exercised, ready to compete. They're eager to go to the field and win matches, kick ball balls, compete on a high level. And this is why we come to work every day. A big thank you to Constantine for joining me as a guest. A pleasure hosting and talking to him. It's always a big pleasure to learn about this field of high performance training and research. I'll have links to iBrain Tech, the company, their technologies, some public videos so you can learn more. All the bullpen social media links will also be in the show notes. I'll be dropping videos and vignettes on companies and startups you should know more about. Thank you for listening in. Be good and bye for now. <laughs>